Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Evmos community call. Let's take a listen. All right, and this should be much better. Uh, if it is better, give me a, uh, a clap, clap emoji. All right, I'm getting a few claps here. Sounds like we're doing good. Uh, shout out to uh, Jacob for joining uh, the audience here. Really appreciate uh, you showing up, man. Um, Dave as well. I've seen, okay, so I see some new people here. Uh, Randor Wynn, thanks for attending as always. Uh, Axe Validator, Corey. Uh, anywho. Cool. Thanks, folks. Um, let's get started. Welcome to one of the strongest community calls in the interchain with you always, uh, your host, the uh, main Evmos account. Um, so far, we've gone over the brief agenda. We've also mentioned that uh, we may be switching community calls to um, to a biweekly uh, uh, model where we'll be hosting community calls once every other week. Um, at the same time, though, I don't think the time will change. Um, however, we may just switch to, to hosting every other week to give the time to give the team a little bit more time to uh, prep substantial updates and and then work on uh, on new features. Now, first up, we're going to be doing a governance roundup as always. So essentially, um, oh, before we begin, I always want to say at the very end, we're going to be doing a Q and A section. Uh, of course, uh, where uh, anyone from the audience will be able to come up and, and ask a question, um, you know, could be on anything. However, uh, if you're too shy or, you know, if your mic doesn't work or anything like that, we've got a uh, discord, discord.gg slash evmos is, is the URL. And uh, if you uh, have a question, you can just post in the community Q&A channel on that discord. Um, and uh, and have your question answered live there. All right. So uh, keep that in mind. So that's discord.gg slash evmos. Um, for now, we're doing governance roundup. And so first up, we have uh, the covalent discussion. The covalent discussion has been live for some time now. And what is, uh, what is this discussion about? So covalent is proposing to host a hackathon right now. Keep in mind, we have an ongoing hackathon uh, right now that's been going on you know, since uh, late July or early August. It's the Huobi uh, Get, uh, Get Momentum, uh, the Avmos Momentum Hackathon. Um, and it is running up until September 20th. 
Um, and so the covalent hackathon would sort of just be uh, another another event in that similar vein. Um, it's called the uh, One Million Wallets Hackathon, and there are far far more details in Covalent's proposal. Highly recommend you check it out on our forum, the Evmos Community Governance Forum. Um, the proposal has not yet gone live on chain. Covalent is is you know soliciting uh, your um, your feedback um, in 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 order to prep as best they can for uh, for this proposal going live. But it is a community spent proposal. So if you agree that uh, Covalent uh, should host a hackathon, let them know. And Covalent, who is Covalent? They've come up here uh, several times in the past. They've come up to the uh, the Evmos Governance Council and uh, spoken about you know the services they offer. They've integrated with Evmos and offer basically a, a suite of uh, indexing services uh, for not just Evmos, but other uh, chains as well. So um, check them out. That's uh, I think their handle on Twitter is Covalent HQ. Um, and let me just double check that real quick. Um, Covalent underscore HQ. So follow them and then uh, for more updates on this proposal and, and whatnot. Um, next up with uh, governance, we have a proposal. I think this was first proposed, this was brought, first brought before us by the Orbital Apes team. Um, and uh, th they really want to leverage uh, randomness oracles, and they've been speaking to uh, DIA or DIA, DIA, uh, for uh, this service, um, and they've gone ahead and and and, and uh, made this proposal. Um, and I think this proposal is it live right now? Not sure if it's live, but uh, essentially. Uh, randomness oracle on Evmos. And this is a request that we know uh, users would love to integrate into their products. I mean, the Orbital Apes team has has made that known. Um, and so, uh, yeah, highly encourage you to check this out. Again, uh, I don't think I mentioned yet, but our community forum uh, for governance is uh, on Commonwealth, is hosted by Commonwealth, and it's commonwealth.im slash evmos so one more time that's commonwealth.im slash evmos you can follow all the discussions i'm talking about over there next up we have uh registration of of new assets and i think these are this this is a proposal by swiss staking and he's proposing for um for you know assets like region stars juno to be convertible into erc20s on evmos Quite novel uh, for the, one of the first times we're going to see IBC uh, assets uh, convertible into ERC20 tokens uh, for use in EVM DeFi. Uh, so super exciting stuff there. Um, we've also had a few discussions uh, for um, for uh, expanding the validator set and other uh, validator voting related changes. Um, again, these, these discussions are, are in the early stages, but are related to you know, validator fairness, which is an initiative that has been ongoing for, uh, for you know, a few weeks now. And the initiative itself, um, 
the proposals, the discussions themselves that have been going on are requesting to, to expand the number of you know active validators in the set because there are tons of validators who are doing great work but just not being recognized or not having the opportunity to to show their uh, you know to show off their their contributions and so you know expanding the set might help to to address that to, to a certain degree. Um, so again, that's another discussion on the Commonwealth. Highly recommend you check it out um, and form, you know, follow the discussion and form your own opinions on, on everything that's happening. Um, also related to governance, recently uh, there's been some controversy around the uh, the um, proposal that was made to Kava's governance system. So if you're not familiar with this, you can check out uh, on Mintscan. Um, we've got, obviously, Kava supported on Mintscan. And recently, uh, a few folks from the Evmos community made a proposal to Kava governance in order to ask them for support uh, for uh, Ethermint, um, for the Ethermint module, which is essentially the, the EVM functionality that, that Kava uses uh, and relies on. So currently uh, Ethermint is, is open source software that uh, the Evmos team has chosen to make available to anyone. Uh, and so um, I guess this proposal was asking for some funding from the Kava community in order to ensure the longevity of, uh, uh, of development on Ethermint, which, you know, uh runs separate from uh from evmos right ethermint has a different group of, of core customers than just evmos and uh really uh it's built to accommodate for all those user needs um and so the the controversy here that i mentioned is that the kava community uh actually rejected the proposal although some some background analyses uh, showcases some strangeness in, in how the voting actually broke down. Highly encourage you to, to read up on, on the original ask from the proposal, uh, the feedback from uh, both the Evmos and Kava communities, um, and, and, and uh, look for how the community will move forward on this because the need for funding hasn't disappeared. The need for uh, supporting uh, Ethermint's longevity uh, far beyond you know the needs of, of just Evmos. Uh, we you know are have not yet been addressed, uh, and it's an open question, frankly, of uh, how to best go about it. Uh, how about how to best go about uh, leveraging, you know, uh, our our small community to uh, support open source development and open source software. Um, so anyway, that's. Uh, that's it for that. And that's that's actually it for our, our governance roundup here. Um, just to mention, um, uh, version eight of our of, of the Evmos uh, software uh, was planned for an upgrade and then rejected um, after uh, the core team uh, identified some uh, shortcomings of of with of the release. Um, so they put out a new release. Um, and that'll be scheduled for upgrade in an announcement. So look forward to that if you're a validator. Uh, additionally, uh, before we close out our governance roundup, uh, I just wanted to, to recap on everything that I've talked about. So uh, 
the proposals that are live right now uh, that are relevant are 51, 52, and 53, where in order uh, we have a, a proposal that's live that I haven't mentioned, which is an interim constitution for the uh, the DAO uh, that that uh, governs Evmos. I check that out. Um, uh, in addition to that, the uh, DIA randomness oracle that uh, I mentioned earlier, the proposal for that is live right now. Um, and uh, a proposal to enable conversion for um, ERC20, uh, conversion into ERC20 for Juno. Uh, so Juno is an IBC token. Uh, there's a proposal out there to whitelist it for conversion into ERC20. Um, that's live right now. So you can go and vote on all these three proposals um, today. Cool. So uh, next up, uh, and we're going to talk about uh, V8 a little bit uh, as well in just a second. Uh, but before that, I wanted to get a quick word in about the, the Huobi uh, Evmos Momentum Hackathon that's happening right now. We already have a bunch of great submissions uh, for that hackathon. Highly recommend uh, if you haven't uh, you know, checked it out yet and you're thinking of participating, the deadline just got extended to uh, September 20th. So you have more time to enter and build um, and highly recommend uh, you do so. Uh, the last hackathon we had was Hack Adam. That was the hackathon that concluded in late July. And the prize pool for that was, I think, uh, 100K uh, in Evmos. Um, and this prize pool is five times that. It's 500K uh, split up uh, in uh, you know Evmos and uh, USDC. Uh, so highly, yeah, as I mentioned, highly recommend you, you check it out, you build. If there's been something on your mind, this is your opportunity. Uh, and the criteria for, for submissions is quite broad. So yeah, nothing, nothing, most things are not off the table. I shouldn't say nothing, but um, yeah, feel free to, to showcase your work. And uh, if, you're, if you're a validator or if you're generally an EVM developer, this is, uh, this is a great reason for you to, to show up and, and contribute. Cool, so that was the uh, Bobby Momentum, most Momentum Hackathon. We're speeding through this agenda right now. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about uh, uh, version eight. So version eight is has come like sort of this infamous upgrade for Evmos because uh, it includes the fee split module, which was written a while back uh, by uh, Loredana and team uh, who are community contributors uh, from the Laurel project. Um, so they were, it, the module itself was written a while back, but never uh, merged into a release. Um, it's finally been merged into a release in the form of version eight. So version eight will include a method for developers to uh, build uh, and nurture cash flows, you know, based on usage of their app. Um, they'll be paid out, uh, you know, uh, by the protocol. Um, however, 
as I mentioned earlier, the version eight release was delayed because we wanted to make sure that every feature we put out comes with holistic support uh, feature-wise, right? Um, so what this means is that uh, essentially there was, uh, the feature worked as intended. However, there was extra work to be done to get it supported by, um, by wallet like MetaMask, which is fairly typical. You know, MetaMask uses a different um, signing path than, than most Kepler, most uh, Cosmos tooling like Kepler. Um, and so, you know, so a little extra work is what's needed and that's been included in the latest release, I believe. And uh, this is what we're going to be using to, to propose the next upgrade. Uh, as the Atmos team. So, uh, you know, make sure to, to look for these announcements, these changes, um, review them, and uh, and we should be good to go after that. Um, the proposal, I think, timelines-wise, should be going out to testnet today or tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, and then following a successful upgrade of the testnet, we should be able to roll it out more broadly to mainnet, of course. All right, and I think that concludes any uh, any of our uh, all all of the agenda for V eight. Uh, if anyone has any questions on this, I'm happy to to answer them uh, at the very end during the Q and A session, which um, which we're going to get to in just a second. Um, but before that, I uh, just wanted to shout out the grants program. Uh, the grants program uh, is uh, live right now, and it's been live for several months, and I highly encourage everyone to, to check it out and apply. If you go to evmos.blog, it'll be the pinned post up at the top there. Um, so uh, yeah, that's instructions. Uh, about the grants program and more. If you have anything you want to build outside of hackathon time, that is your opportunity to do so. Um, all right. So beyond all this, I think with uh, we're fairly early in our in our community call, but I think we can move into uh, the Q and A section. Um, and then I think this is one of the earliest Q&A sections uh, we must have had. Um, I'm bringing up Eric here uh, to speak. Eric uh, Zapeda. I hope I said that right. Eric, what's up, man? Do you have a question for us? You're muted, by the way. Okay. Uh, I guess the answer there is no. We can bring up our next speaker. Uh, crypto Guru, and uh, we have Crypto Guru connecting. Hey, Crypto Guru, what's up? Hey, Federico, uh, thanks for the updates. Uh, can you guys hear me? Okay. We can hear you. Hey, yeah, we we can hear you. We can hear you. Yeah, fine. just a quick uh, question on the updates. You you. Just a quick question oh. on updates. Um, is every time there is a software update? Do you guys audit it? Thanks. Uh, what do you What do you mean by audit? 
Like, do we have an external auditor come in and, and review the code? Yes, correct. Oh, yeah, the answer to that is, is typically no, we don't have an external auditor come in to review the code. Um, we usually do that for, uh, you know, if we're releasing a new module or something like that, like a major big feature, uh, that's typically when we and other teams will, will get an auditor to, to review. Um, however, if we're making, you know, like uh, quality of life improvements and that sort of thing, typically we won't. Okay, it's just, uh, I'm always concerned, like most of these issues recently happened just because someone pushed an update and they're part like, like even for uh, exploits, for example, it was just the, like the, uh, the, the, the hacks happened, it was just due to the update. So uh, again, uh, my, my technical knowledge is lacking, but uh, it's just, I see so many updates on Atmos. Maybe it's just to do with the validators only and the delegators should not really get concerned. Um, yeah, th thank you. Cheers. Yeah, totally. These are all valid questions. Um, in terms of the things that affect uh, immediately affect uh, delegates, for example, um, like you know the staking module uh, that is part of Evmos that actually hasn't changed. Most code on Evmos doesn't change between upgrades. Um, when we're introducing ma new major code paths, uh, like I mentioned earlier, um, that's really when you would want to do an audit. But if you're doing quality of life improvements, um, really, if if your tests pass, if you've written enough tests, you know that can catch that can catch certain classes of bugs. Um, and of course, you know, when I say tests, that covers all sorts of you know end-to-end -end tests, unit tests, integration tests, uh, etc. Um, so it's not it's not just a, not just like a straightforward path there. Uh, however, generally speaking, even audits have missed uh, tons of critical features in the past. I'm be, I'd be curious to know uh, what kinds of issues you're concerned with more specifically. Um, but audits themselves are not a surefire way to to catch the bugs. Although you know more audits in general is, is also generally a good thing, and uh, you know the Atmos team plans to have its code base audited. Federico, no, no, no specific. Okay, yeah, the Atmos team plans Sorry. to have its code audited. There's no, no specific. Apologies, uh, uh, at at a regular cadence. Um, uh, and as as every team should really, um, and so uh, that's that's the way auditing models typically also work. Of course, uh, all, thanks, all... Federico. Yeah. Oh, go on, go on. Sorry, I interrupted you that time. No, no, sorry. It's just uh, I think uh, the more eyes on the code, especially independent ones, the better. Uh, I know it's not a not cheap <laughs> to get audit, so. I'm just probably hinting towards more of an internal kind of audit rather than external audit, if you if you understand and get my drift, thanks. Definitely, definitely. So internally, we do audit the code. We have a, uh, a module readiness checklist that we go through in preparation for the code. And that is usually conducted by somebody who has not seen the code before. 
right? So it's not somebody who wrote the code because they'd be, you know, slightly more biased or would kind of skim over things um, because they're already fairly familiar with the code and have been staring at it for a, a long time. So we usually get somebody else internally who hasn't written or touched the code to, to do this, uh, to carry out this um, readiness checklist in order to guarantee that uh, the module itself is ready for prime time, if that makes sense. Also, uh, you bring up the point of, of funding and uh, you know for you know paying for external audits, and I totally agree. Um, and which is why it's important to be able to fund um, open source software. You know, right now both Evmos and the Ethermint code bases are open source, uh, and you can see them both at uh, GitHub.com/Evmos. Uh, however, uh, Ethermint has a much much broader uh, consumer base than, than uh, the Evmos repo. Evmos repo obviously only uh, benefits, uh, you know, only is, is really run by the Evmos team and a few other forks, right? Um, and uh, Ethermint is run by a ton of other chains. Right? And for every bug or security vulnerability that we find, uh, you know, as the Evmos team, we have to, uh, you know, we try to, do our best to disclose those to all of the consumers of the Ethermint, you know, all, all of the folks who like fork Ethermint. But it's generally difficult, you know, it's generally difficult for us as a small team to scale efforts to, uh, to uh, you know, responsible disclosure and um, to make sure that everyone's up to speed with what's going on with Ethermint and to make sure that everyone's needs are met and we're addressing people's, uh, you know, asks. There's a lot of folks who have asks of us, um, who like ask us to make changes to Ethermint or ask us, you know, technical questions on why certain decisions are made. And taking the time to answer these questions is, is you know, part of our, our role. But also, uh, you know, the you know, lack of funding is generally difficult for, for us to, to deal with, and because we'd love to hire engineers who are just dedicated to Ethermint full-time as opposed to just Evmos. But uh, again, that's generally difficult uh, given the, uh, the lack of funding here. Um, which brings us, to, brings us to audit. Yeah, we would love to audit Ethermint, the Ethermint code base a lot more, uh, generally speaking, but that's been difficult again for the same reason. Uh, did that make sense, uh, Crypto Guru? You're muted, by the way, in case, in case you said something. Okay, well, thank you for, for your great questions. Um, I think, yeah, I think they were super, you know, started a super informative conversation here. Uh, Lordana, you're, you're, you requested to speak. Did you have something to say here? Yes, one uh, one point regarding the last question. Uh, so regarding third-party auditors and contributors, for example, I have contributed as an independent party, not part of the team, who is a volunteer. So our Evmos host has mentioned that the fee module, uh, fee split module, was developed some months ago by myself, and after I developed it, the module went through an internal extensive audit made by the team this time so i know firsthand that the team makes uh, very careful internal audits um, and the second point i wanted to make was uh, some words regarding the ethermint proposal 
a funding proposal for CAVA. Um, as far as I know, CAVA did not, uh, does not contribute to Ethermint uh, with either funding or development efforts. And as far as I know, CAVA did not offer to fund, to fund or uh, contribute, to the, contribute with development effort, um, did not offer this to Ethermint. So um, I know that they have refused uh, the funding proposal, proposal 96, but I don't see, uh, I didn't see anything actually constructive in the form of an actual offer. Um, what I know is that Kava used Ethermint in their uh, tech and marketing, so they are branded as Cosmos plus EVM. So Ethermint, the technology, is part of their brand and part of their identity. So any value that their token has is intrinsically linked to them, representing themselves as also EVM compatible, Cosmos and EVM compatible. And I'm unaware of any funding or development effort or innovations that Kava has contributed to the Cosmos ecosystem. And if everyone, anyone here know, knows, please mention it because I don't want to be unfair to them. Um, but I think this is a greater discussion about open source and especially for profits who do not repay the effort. And in blockchains, when you have a chain and you have we are talking about um, about teams and companies that have a possibility to repay open source. We're not talking about some uh, private people who use open source uh, for some small projects project that they have. So open source is sustained effort, but it cannot be sustainable if those who profit do not do not actually feel a duty in their hearts to repay and contribute. Um, I think Ethermint deserves to be repaid for what has already been done as work and for future work also. And I think Federico, uh, what Federico proposed as amount is uh, quite acceptable. And I did look at how validators voted. Most top validators voted yes. Um, maybe there was one, two abstains, I, or and maybe one no at most, but not not in the top uh, twenty. Now the top three validators did not do their duty to their chain because they did not vote, and Kava has one very big top validator um, that is Kraken. So. This is not decentralized friendly behavior. Um, it seems that there were some whales who voted that turned around the uh, the yes vote that was given by the validators. So it's I don't think it's decentralized friendly behavior. It's clearly not. Uh, it's not friendly to open source, and I think it's not friendly to the Cosmos ecosystem either. And I think we should not take this lightly as a community. And I hope Kava at least will not be part of the upcoming Cosmos Interchain Security uh, project until it solves its centralization issues. And just a, a small parallel in our case, the main reason that the Laurel project, a volunteer project, has kept its work closed, uh, uh, closed source 
it's because we had several instances where our ideas and code have been taken by others uh, without wa them wanting to uh, recognize this. And we did not have a strong community to defend us. So think, uh, think in general when, uh, when you treat this problem. That's it. Thanks, Loredana. Uh, you know, I think, you know, very, very well said. Thank you for the breakdown of uh, uh, what, what occurred and, and your thoughts and your experiences in the past. Um, yeah, uh, taking this with, with what I mentioned earlier about the difficulties of, of supporting an open source repository when at the same time uh, you want to be driving, uh, you know, a, a whole other. Uh, set of uh, goals and milestones in the form of, uh, you know, the roadmaps for, for Ethermint and Evmos are different. And I just want to emphasize that because most people don't understand what the difference is between the two. Uh, and our obligation, you know, the way I see it as, as the Evmos core team is, is to do right by specifically the Evmos uh, contributors. But as you know, the original developers and primary maintainers of the Ethermint code base today, um, you know, we've also taken this responsibility of, of developing and evolving Ethermint uh, you know, in a way that we think would do right by everyone who cares to use it. Um, and this has been done you know, sort of you know, through uh, the Cosmos Hub Community Grant, which we've managed to stretch out fairly, fairly extensively. So it, it is over a year ago that the community grant was, was provided to us. Um, and, and we've tried to, you know, make the best use of that funding to, to, you know, serve all stakeholders, including, you know, the Cosmos hub uh, voters, in addition to everybody who's, who's been brought in and is new to the Cosmos space in general. And, was part of the Evmos community and as well as the communities of every other Ethermint chain in existence today. Uh, but it's rough and uh, I appreciate Loredana's words here. We have uh, a, a several other speakers who, uh, who were encouraged, I think, to speak just through uh, your monologue, uh, Loredana there. Um, let's, yeah, I'm bringing them up on stage now. Uh, so we have Jacob and, uh, uh, brother uh, Mozone. Um, folks, uh, I don't think we've moved on from, from this discussion uh, un unless neither of you have anything to say further, in which case we can move on. But do any of you have anything to, to follow up on after, after uh, what Loredana has said here? Definitely. And hey, Brother Mozone, um, really good to meet you. I appreciate the DM session that we had the other day. Yeah. Hey, Jacob, loved it as well. Awesome. Um, would you like to start, Sean? I definitely want to speak about Kava. Um, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, go ahead. My question is about Sevmos, so it's uh, unrelated. So go for it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I, I would like to dovetail on Loredana's commentary and, and also maybe comment a little bit on the nature of open source in, let's say, Cosmos and maybe even DeFi more generally. Um, so we want to preserve values for, value for our communities, right? Like we want to release the code. And if we don't, it can't be audited, meaning it can't be trusted, right? Like 
if we don't give people the opportunity to actually audit the code, um, there's no reason for them to trust it. Uh, so, you know, I think it's very important and great that Ethermint is open source. And I mean, even in support of, you know, the free usage of Ethermint. But, Loredana, I, I think that, you know, something that you said that, that really struck me, and I know I commented about on Twitter, was sort of like, well, yeah, you can vote that down. That's like, you know, that's fine. That's how their governance works. Um, but my real hope was to kick off a conversation about more sustainably funding Ethermint, because Ethermint is a great piece of software. And um, there are just tons of opportunities in it. And so... Sorry, Jacob. Mm -hmm. Sorry to cut you off. Let me just... Uh, do you mind... Would you mind just explaining what Ethermint actually is? Because I realize that maybe a few members of our audience... I've been saying the word, but maybe a few members of our audience may not know what it means. So that, I think that might be helpful. Absolutely. Guys, so there's there's Evmos and there's Ethermint. And basically to make Evmos, you use Ethermint. It's the piece of software inside of Evmos that allows a Cosmos chain to run Ethereum solidity contracts. And um, it, it it's, it's really pretty easy to use. What I mean is, hey, give me a couple of days, you could create a new chain with it. And in fact, that speed of onboarding is, it's perfect, right? Like, so imagine you're an audience member. Maybe you know some Go. Maybe you know how to play with like the Ignite CLI or whatever. You could easily study um, the Evmos code base and snap Ethermint into it. It's not, you know, quite that simple, but it is a modular plugin that you can use like in any Cosmos chain and add Solidity support to it. Um, and, you know, obviously this is tremendously valuable because that gives us whole new contract programmability um, opportunities. And there are way more Solidity developers than there are, say, like Cosmosm developers. Um, and there are more applications. So I guess really my commentary here is like, I would really like to see, I'd like to see um, users of Ethermint voluntarily kicking in toward its development because that's more profitable to them. And I, you know, I really hope that this message gets through to say like Kava, you know, Kava's, it's a cool project. And Laura Donna just, you know, the, the kind of unique thing about Kava, they, they did build like some DeFi primitives in Go. It's it's not really like a clone chain. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Like they use the Ethernet module and I genuinely wish them all the best. Part of that was my yes vote on uh, proposal 96. The reason I think that's ideal, it, it's actually very profit minded. Like spend a small portion of your community pool and increase the efficiency and security of Ethermint, which is, that's again, that's like the module in Evmos and in Kava and in 
Kanto and Genesis L1, and I bet by the end of the year there will be 20 of them. Um, and realistically, like, I believe strongly that it's in all of those communities' best interests to try to figure out some sort of a sustainable funding model for Ethermint so that it's not only the most team working on it. The other thing that that gets them is a seat at the table. Um, you know, when they want to work on a certain feature development or have different priorities, um, obviously that's that's going to get listened to when you're you're paying, you're contributing. Because if you're not contributing code, then you really should be contributing capital. And Loredana, like, just thanks for bringing this topic up because I think it's important in general. Thanks for your thoughts there, Jacob. Um, yeah, we have uh, one more speaker, JK, here uh, coming up. Brother, I want to get to your question as well on Savmos. I know we have a few questions in the Discord also um, from folks who, who are wondering uh, about this and other things. Um, so... Yeah, give us a second. I want to see, JK, do you have anything further to say on this topic? Yeah, I think what I wanted to add was, uh, I think when we look at the proposal, uh, I think the no represents that the team is, team or right, the Kava is in agreement with the proposal's motivation, uh, but then there need to be certain adjustments. So I just wanted to, clarify that uh, and there there was also an option to uh, vote no with veto which was to veto against the entire motivation for the proposal so i believe there potentially could be more scope for adjustments uh, should we go down that path yeah thanks jk for your input there and um yeah from what i've understood um there has been, so it's been difficult generally, I think, given what Lordana has said to understand what this feedback is. Um, however, I know that uh, Scott Stewart from the, from the Kava team put out a thread. I think one of the major sticking points was that um, there was a, a lack of a timeline given for how uh, the funds you know, when the funds will be spent, basically. And so that's certainly an adjustment that can be made. Um, however, I think the core issue that was brought up here um, is that the, the, the community, you know, the proposal largely had broad support from the, from the community. And, uh, you know, having the uh, voice of the few basically uh, overpower the, the voice of the uh majority and especially the voice of the validators who uh, you know do the work of supporting the infrastructure for the project i think that is something that has been brought up but the adjustments are are you know the adjustments requested by uh scott are are well understood and uh yeah we'll be discussing the next steps with community members um at our weekly governance council and moving from there Every, every at every single step, uh, the Evmos team tries to get the input of the uh, the community, and the proposal that Fede had uh, put forward was actually 
posted uh, several days ahead of the proposal going live uh, and has been had been discussed with both Kava and uh, Evmos communities for quite some time uh, prior to it going live. So that's sort of the methodology we've used in the past. Thanks again, uh, JK, Jacob, and Laura Donna for, for your input on all of this. Uh, tremendously helpful. Uh, and thanks, Laura Donna, for commenting on uh, on the Evmos team's, uh, Evmos core team's uh, auditing practices. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, so, Brother, you've been you've been waiting patiently here, Brother Mozon. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, yeah. Uh, what questions do you have? <clears throat> yeah. So just kind of looking for just really a broader status update on on Sevmos and kind of where where that stands. Are there ongoing conversations with the Celestia team? What type of you know how how big of a development effort is really required for this? And and it's it sounds it seems like things are kind of on pause. And I'm curious. If that's true, what are the trigger points? So, like, who's who's waiting for what to begin, kind of, or continue work on that? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, so, we we love the, the Celestia team, uh, quite friendly, and we've known a lot of the contributors there even before uh, you know Celestia became a thing. Um, at the you know initially at the when Sevmos was being uh, discussed. There were like a lot of exciting avenues to to explore, but this was sort of pre pre Evmos launch, um, and you know the Evmos team was was quite busy uh, trying to to get things prepared with the Evmos launch. Um, now, in the meantime, uh, obviously the Celestia team has their own timelines and their own roadmap and whatnot, and so I think that they have begun work on Sevmos. I don't know that it's blocked or I don't know that saying that it's blocked would be uh, necessarily accurate, uh, but maybe we can get some folks from their team to, to come up here uh, on next community call uh, and, and maybe they can talk a little bit about where they see uh, Sevmos is at and, uh, and how that's progressing. So in summary, the Evmos team hasn't been able to uh, contribute uh, a substantial effort to the, the, the Sevmos uh, effort, just because the Evmos team is still really, really small uh, comparatively. Um, and we have a finite number of resources to dedicate to, uh, to Sevmos development, let alone, uh, you know, like, we, sorry, I should rephrase. We have so few resources to dedicate to like the Ethermint code base, which is a code base that, you know, we primarily maintain, let alone third party code bases like, you know, Sevmos and whatnot. Uh, I mean, we're already pushing updates to uh, places like Kepler Wallet, to the Ledger uh, repo, to all sorts of like third party uh, uh, repos that, that, you know, integrate with Evmos to ensure that those users get the best quality of service possible when, when using Evmos. Um, and that's a Herculean task, and and at the moment it's it's not tenable to to support third party projects, but it definitely is in our roadmap to to make contributions to Sevmos. And in the meantime, I think the Celestia team has sort of picked up work on on forking Ethermint and uh, and moving ahead with Sevmos. But I'm not quite sure. I can't speak for them. Um, 
I haven't personally discussed this with anyone on the Sevmos team. So, you know, take all everything I say with a grain of salt. So, uh, but I do think it's worthwhile to ask them if they'd be interested in coming on and talking about Sevmos progress. Okay, that'd be great. Appreciate the response and we'd love to hear from them next week if that's possible. Thank you. Totally, totally. Uh, it would be in two weeks time because oh, yeah, that's right. we'll be we'll be switching to a, a bi-weekly mo uh, model for the community calls. But yeah, for the next community call, or maybe we can do an ad hoc session. I don't know. We'll, we'll I'll talk to them and see what their availability is. Sounds good. Thank you. Of course. Uh, thanks for coming up here. Um, and uh, for our last speaker, we have Pablo. And uh, you hear me? Hey, Pablo, what's up? Hey. Yeah, I can hear you. Thanks. Um, well, uh, my internet went down for the first 20 minutes. So I just wanted to ask if there was any uh, news on the Tesla rewards. That's my full question. Yeah, great, great question. I'm sure many others are wondering the same. So we've started, um, I think one of the mods uh, on the team has started giving uh, updates regularly or semi-regularly in the in the discord so if you go to the discord and look at up the olympus mons channel which is the name of the test net um they have regular updates there um i think the work is largely being driven so the community asked uh the team to uh dedicate resources to um to calculating the testnet rewards, which you know had been deprioritized in, in favor of more critical updates to Evmos. And so the team uh, has outsourced the work to uh, two folks at the moment. Um, one is Numia, uh, which is a, a new uh, data science organization. And maybe it'd be worthwhile for them to come up uh, here and uh, next time and talk a little bit about themselves. But there was a thread that the, that was shared, uh, you know, maybe a month ago or a few weeks ago, uh, about what Numia is, what they do, and uh, what they're working on. And so they're they're working on um, on the data science portion of it, um, and just just the fact that, uh, uh, well, actually, hang on, before I get to that, uh, the other team that's working on it is uh, a team of uh, of Evmos uh, validators. Um, or and most community members who are incredibly talented and volunteered of their own volition. Uh, uh, they volunteered their own time and effort to, to the cause here. So they're in parallel with Numia, they're also calculating the rewards independently and uh, coming up with um, with solutions there. Um, but you know, it, it, it is a strenuous task. It does take a while. So I'd, uh, I'd ask for the community to be patient and in the meantime, I just want to demonstrate that the fact that it's uh, it's taken some time for uh, these findings to be presented just goes to show how tough of a task it was in the first place. This is not like other incentivized test nets where things are pretty straightforward. Uh, the Evmos team was building Ethermint in parallel with you know when the incentivized test net was running. We were operating on a very compressed timeline, and so that means that. Uh, the data generated throughout the lifetime of the incentivized testnet is that much harder to uh, to extract and process. Uh, however, the, both teams are making good progress. Again, if you're looking for more specific updates, highly encourage you to check out that channel. And I am trying to ask uh, 
they're under no obligation to do so. But I am trying to ask the actual teams working on uh, this project to do the reporting of the updates themselves, just because I feel like they know their own situation a little bit better than, than I do. Um, so hopefully uh, we can get them to do that soon. But again, no pressure and please, please be patient with them, be nice. A lot of them are you know, volunteering their time here uh, for, on behalf of the community. So really appreciate their effort and they will be recognized. That's quite a full answer. Thank you very much. Thanks, Pablo. Thanks for always, uh, you know, coming up here and being a great uh, audience member in general. Appreciate that. Um, folks, we have more speakers, but we also have a few questions in the Discord that I want to read out here. Um, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, so Podmaster asks, hey, just want to follow up on my question about how does Evmos Foundation ensure that entities that receive the reserve funds don't just sell off their Evmos, especially those entities that didn't pay for their allocation? Um, so, you know, the Evmos Foundation, uh, from how I understand uh, the way it operates, uh, the Evmos Foundation distributes, you know, things like grants. Uh, it also gives out delegations. Um, it, uh, yeah, and, you know, like it'll, it'll distribute it's it's a strategic reserve, it's treasury for and any number of, of strategic re reasons that uh, you know aim to benefit the Evmos chain, right? Um, any distributions that it makes of of uh, tokens must be uh, must be locked, right? Uh, so these are some of the rules that the foundation has, and uh, they must be locked for a year. So any grant that the foundation gives out, for example. Right, must be locked for a year. Right, this is actually suboptimal for for giving grants because uh, grantees, grant recipients, uh, need to to be able to use the grant funding pretty much immediately to to fund their development efforts. Uh, however, uh, the foundation is under an obligation to to lock these tokens for a year on distribution. Right, and and sometimes you know it may go up from there. Like uh, locking terms might be two years, three years, you know, depending on uh, you know if the the uh, case that's being dealt with there. Um, hope that answers your question, Podmaster. Um, Crypto Profit asks, what are we gonna do with all these Lambos? Uh, I don't know. You can do whatever you want with them, I guess. Uh, Osmage Validation asks, um, what are your thoughts of having a DAO that helps with decentralization by evaluating validators outside top 50 to delegate part of the community pool and help with decentralization? Voting power is way too high at the top. Uh, Osmage Validation, this is Luis uh, QA. Uh, from Osmage Validation, great question. There is a, a, an initiative uh that's ongoing uh right now uh called the evmos validator fairness initiative that seeks to to come up with novel uh methods to approach the decentralization issue uh, there's also i've mentioned in the past a separate issue uh that is more to do so there's like the decentralization question there's also the fairness question which is how do we ensure that validators are recognized for their efforts, right? Um, 
And you can have one, but not the other. Keep in mind, you can solve one issue, but not the other issue. So there's the issue of decentralization again, which is like a lot of voting power being concentrated at the top. And then separately you have the issue of fairness, which is validators being recognized for, uh, for their efforts. And at the moment, you know, you could argue that, oh, a lot of the top validators are actually great contributors to Evmos, and that's why they're in the top. Um, but however, we wanna make sure we're addressing both problems. And that's what this initiative seeks to do at the very least. Um, and as far as uh, having a DAO, uh, that uh, delegates to uh, specific validators. Uh, I think that is actually, uh, you know, that is actually something that the community can discuss and fund the DAO if they, they deem necessary. Um, and if, they, if you want to formalize this proposal in uh, more concrete terms, uh, it'd be great for you to do so. Uh, in parallel, we actually uh, have contracted out um, uh, a, a task to, to a group of folks. Um, and uh, once the task is complete, we'll, we'll publicize it. But um, essentially the task at hand is, is analyzing uh, on-chain data to, to assess sort of the efficacy of, uh, of how validators are performing uh, across the board on Evmos. And so we'd, we'd be interested in taking a deeper look there. Um, yeah, there's a lot more to say. I mean, this is this could be its own community call, and we're we're already over time, so I'll stop there. But there's a lot to say about like how validator performance is measured today that uh, I and a lot of the team strongly disagree with. For example, uh, the uptime vanity numbers. There's just uh, uptime. Uh, you know, validators uh, sometimes uh, will compete on on uptime you know, 98% versus 99 versus 100%. And uh, frankly, I think a lot of the folks in the community don't recognize that this is not uh, really a, a, a high value measure, let's call it. This is not really uh, something that matters in the long run, whether you have 98% uptime or 100% uptime is not something that you should worry about. And actually worrying about it in the past has gotten some validators into, into hot water and they've been slashed and tombstoned for, for double signing on accidents. And so sometimes it can be more trouble than it's worth. But anyway, the point of this is just to say, hey, sometimes the wrong metrics are being focused on uh, and we should come up with new and novel approaches to uh, valuing a validator's contributions and rewarding them uh, uh, in, in, you know, relationally. Um, now let's see, what other questions are there? Um, Paul G asked if we can talk, uh, about, uh, the orbital apes proposal. I think that's the DIA randomness Oracle proposal. Um, I, I mentioned it briefly earlier this, uh, in this call, if you missed it, uh, please re-listen to the recording. Um, but essentially it's a, it's a need for that the Oberla Apes team has, and they've made the proposal on behalf of, of Daya. Um, and maybe, maybe it would be worthwhile asking them next time to, you know, once this proposal is, is passed or rejected, uh, it'd be worthwhile asking that the Daya team to come up and maybe discuss a little bit about what, what uh, randomness oracles do for, for uh, developers in general. Um, so Fern asks about 
what the Ethereum merge means for Evmos? Uh, that is a huge question, probably. Um, you can have uh, a lot to say about it, but you can also not say very much. Um, we'll, we'll save this for a future community call, or maybe I'll think about typing up an answer um, to present here. Uh, and last question here is Crypto Profit One has uh, the long question here that I haven't read through quite yet. Um, da, 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 da. Da, da. So this is about, yeah, okay, Crypto Profit. I'll try and answer this question. Uh, I'll try and answer this question uh, myself offline and, and hopefully. Um, if you'd like to repost it uh, next time as well, maybe we'll have more time to answer it because it's it's quite a deep question. Um, yeah, sorry if you are uh, you know requesting to speak. I think we have uh, three additional speakers who want to come up here and speak. We won't have time to get to you folks. I see Luis QA also. You're in the in the speaker list, and you probably want to address the way I answered your question earlier. However, I don't think we have time, unfortunately. We're way over time at this point. Um, really appreciate you guys, uh, uh, everyone here in the audience for taking the time out of their week to, to listen to us speak and listen to us giving updates. Uh, that was a long Q&A session. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought this call would end early, but we really got into it today, um, so. Uh, thank you all again for coming. Uh, love you all and, and catch you next time, probably in two weeks. But we'll be giving updates on, on, on Twitter anyway. So uh, make sure to just, uh, you know, look out for those. Take care, everyone. See you next time. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Evmos Community Call, recorded on Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo, I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back, doing a little Magic pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday And I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing Left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception The base state less See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties The sums of money that go to the record label Per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around Three quarters of a cent Each time someone listens to one of their tracks Leaving only some portion of that for the actual artists, can't say they're making can't even say they're pennies, making pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 pennies per play. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Ah shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses Now we're on the fence Like we forgot how to choose That's what happens When people don't know what's true In the 
start getting bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabbit dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music Spaces.